0: Thanks for listening everyone. Enjoy the show.
1: Nerd, he's a nerd. To the nerd show. Nerd podcast radio. we all nerds, We're all nerds. Up, cause here we go. Nerd podcast radio. Welcome
0: everybody to the nerd podcast. Studio. Welcome to the Nerd Podcast Radio. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by a very special co-host, Miss Holly, is here this morning. Hello, Holly. Hello.
1: Hello, Brian. How you doing?
0: I'm good. It's so cool to have you here this morning um yes. i i'm gonna blindside you with something amazing
1: because oh what's the amazing thing
0: well first well you'll you'll see but first okay. you got you you got to give an intro about yourself for people who haven't had you on an episode before that they're listening to okay all
1: right well i am holly mac i'm one-fifth of the five ish fangirls podcast we do everything nerdy that you can imagine. And Brian and I, oh, we've let's see, gone back to the a Facebook chat room day for supernatural, so
0: Yeah. And the live watch and Yep, um, live watches. And um the twenty-four hour readathon from the notorious twenty-four hour readathon.
1: Yep. Oh um, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh it's it's appropriate that you're on today because we're gonna talk about um, conversation, something that's very nerdy. We're going to talk about the awkward moments in life, whether it has mm-hmm. to do with social anxiety or conversation or, well, I'll get into that more, but first, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to do what's nerdy because there's only two of
0: us. Well, we're still going to do it. We just don't. Okay. okay. So now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? We're, the two of us share the nerdiest things we've done in the last few weeks, but we don't vote. Because that's the weird part that we don't do when there's only two people, but we do share nerdy things we've done and we have fun talking about them. And there's no limit to how many you can share because there's only two of us and we have to fill the time.
1: (laughs) Good. Good. And as as
0: our our, um, co-host this morning, you don't have to share first. Oh, good. <laughs> so I could actually go before you if you would like.
1: That would be perfect, because i got to sit and think here. We're like, yeah, who do want to share? We wouldn't
0: want it to be awkward.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um,
0: I So um, Heather and I, I have been introduced to the most amazing. Um, Heather plays Minecraft with friends, uh, multiplayer realms, and um, she's been watching Minecraft YouTube videos. She discovered... Um, she, I mean, she's been watching them for a long time, but she discovered Hermitcraft and we have been watching together. And huh. I have to say, I haven't cry laughed harder than I have. I mean, this is some of the best entertainment I've ever watched. And these are Minecraft. Yeah. So we we came across this guy, Grian, who's part of Hermitcraft. And the way Hermitcraft is, is it's like I don't know how many people is, like 20 people or something like that. They're all on a server they're all YouTubers they all record their own perspective and it's a combination of them doing builds in this world and them also interacting with the other and there's pranks and there's you know they'll they'll get together to do things like um to do things like end game stuff and um sometimes they'll combine resources or they'll trade but it's really really fun to watch because you'll watch one episode from one player's perspective and then you could watch another episode from another player's perspective and it gives you this whole feel of this big world where a lot is going on and it's like you'll watch one youtuber and you'll see something in the background that you didn't see in another episode and then in the, another episode for another youtuber you'll see them build that thing
1: so, oh cool
0: but we one of the youtubers that i really liked his name is grian which is expelled exactly the same as my name but with a g instead of a b oh neat but he pronounces it "green," and um, they do. They did another video in between seasons of Hermitcraft where they did 100, a hundred a a hundred hour playthrough challenge of hardcore mode. Where if you're not wow. familiar with Minecraft, hardcore mode is if you die, you're banned from the server. You you have in to other words, it. don't die. Yeah. And he <laughs> and he basically was like, "I'm gonna do a hundred hours," and two other people came on. They're gonna do a hundred and one of the other guys he's a youtuber named scar and he deliberately made his base the most dangerous base ever to make it even harder and it's like this suspended thing with a roller coaster all the floors in the base are trapdoors, so if you accidentally click on them they'll open under you <laughs>
1: And just the username, Scar, Lion King. I get the reference. This is not going to be
0: easy. Oh, uh, it's uh, so funny. We, there's one scene. I hate repeating the jokes because they're never the same if you don't watch them. There's one scene where um, Scar jumps off the cliff using this water bucket trick, which is really hard to do. You have to time dropping a water bucket right when you get to the ground so you'll land in the water and not die. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps off a cliff and does, and and lands in the water bucket. And the other one of the other players, Joel, goes, "Wow, that was really impressive. Now dodge this anvil!" And throws an, <laughs> an anvil. <laughs>
1: <off>. <laughs> Little wily coyote, oh, <laughs> my... roadrunner for you.
0: <laughs> they, they, they did they he had a whole roller coaster built with mine cars and they were going around on the roller coaster and jo- the, the 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 player scar disappeared and they're the joel and grian are on the roller coaster and they're like where did he go and all of a sudden you see joel in the mine car jump from a different track and land on the track they're on oh, oh it's my the word thing i've ever seen and it's on a hardcore server Oh, we were having so much fun watching it. Oh. I don't even play Minecraft, so it was it was cool to do that. And you'll have, have to send me the links because I would
1: hmm. I would love to see some of those. You'll have to send the links. I would love to see some of that stuff. Oh,
0: let you know I don't have an outline for this episode, so I didn't remember to open a show notes <laughs> document. So send that's all right. You can send Hermit, it to me in
1: Messenger. <laughs>
0: uh, I have to make notes. So send Hermitcraft link to Holly. Post. <laughs> hermit craft links <laughs> on page so what was nerdy with you <laughs> uh
1: nerdy with me um i actually got a couple fellow co-workers interested in critical role with legends of vox mocking i'm just like well hey because they like animated stuff and i'm just like well watch this and they're like ooh, nice and then i'm just like well if you like that you're gonna like the podcast so one of them took Aww. me up and they are, are making their way through campaign one. They, they started at the game. It's like, well, you could just skip the first, however, and just start with the Briarwood stuff. So that's been fun. And I've been keeping current with this year's campaign. And there's been some uh, droppage of stuff that ties back all the way back to campaign one <laughs> in three. So it's been kind of interesting to see how it ties together. <laughs>
0: I, I understand that a lot of campaign one confusion comes from a player that left and they respe- you know, yes. they respected that player and didn't say why, but there was a lot of drama yes. involved.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: In the comics that in the origin comics, that character, the, what is it? Tiberius is in him.
1: Tiberius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He's in the origin comics and he leaves at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's handled pretty well, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but they changed the story a bit and, the show and just kind of wrote him off.
1: Yeah, which probably for legal and all that other stuff, that was probably the right move to do. My Speaking favorite, of awkward, <laughs>
0: my favorite legal thing on the show is that they don't mention Vecna.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of all, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they had to change um Serenite too to uh, um, whatever the goddess. I goddess's name is blanking on me right the now with Pike. Yes, Lightbringer. Yeah.
0: Oh, did they use Serenray from Pathfinder?
1: Yes, they did in the original campaign. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it was originally a Pathfinder game before mm-hmm. they switched it to Five E. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, the um, it's really interesting little mashup stuff, and yeah, the, the invention of the gun, the gunslinger artificer
1: yes. concept. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the um, we have a Pathfinder gunslinger playing in the campaign I'm in. Oh, cool. Yeah, the ah, oh, it's a cool character. The, he plays him kind of yeah. like the the lonesome gunman kind of character, and it's it's <laughs> mm-hmm. a good concept. He has a slider pistol, which is like it's a pistol instead of a cylinder. It has mm-hmm. a dit like um, it's like a rail that the bullets okay. go in, and you 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 slide it to shoot the next. Oh, gun, nice. Yeah, and cool. um, a massive rifle that I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, one so thing I like about the gunslinger and the new editions—they made all the rules work with crossbows, so you can use the class oh, cool. if you don't like guns. In your
1: cool, that works.
0: Yeah, there's a big controversy on that in the, the like. It's real divisive on role-playing forums about guns and games. And it's like some people are like, they shouldn't even exist in the rules because that's just wrong. And it's like, well, they should be able to have rules for anything they want. You don't have to use them. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. These are just suggestions. These are options. <laughs>
0: um, I um we played last Monday. It was fun. We I'm playing my Me Alchemist. Oh cool. <laughs> my catfolk alchemist.
1: Oh cool. What's yeah. your what's your name?
0: Oh, uh Lulu. Uh it's Lulu. Um, oh cool. Yeah, it's like Lulia and then this big long name that also involves some Swedish. Um it, <laughs> she has a whole backstory nice. having an adopted mother that's human from the Viking area and yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um I basically gave her the seeds to be able to do anything with her character backstory I want to later and it's nice. this super complicated. Like she was in a multicultural village that was lizard folk and cat folk. And then she was, her mother died in childbirth and her father remarried a human. And there's, yeah, I, 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 I made it so she could be a thief. She could be, she could be anything in addition to an alchemist. And because I didn't know what I was going to do with her later. So I just built every single possible seed into her backstory.
1: Nice. Good to have plenty of tools in the toolbox for later
0: that's my favorite part of the game is character creation i like that stuff i've already made backup characters because i get bored and want to make new ones already sweet um how is your um live play D experiences going
1: um we're still in the planning stages so i'm still plotting out my character we haven't i know the last time we talked we were getting ready and some things had happened so we're still plotting and planning so which kind of gave me time since some stuff came up where I was had to put planning aside. So it's just gives me a little more time to look through the player rule book and decide for character and that. So, and I'm debating if I want to do two characters or one, because it's just like, well, I could play both or do I want to do just do a single? So it was just like, Hmm yeah I, so I kind of got backstory for both some of
0: my best experiences are for, were from playing too, but it can be a lot more challenging, right yeah yeah it you know, like you have that split focus mhm so you 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 have to quickly learn how to talk to yourself
1: <laughs> yeah exactly well, and then change and then change voices, and it's just like, yeah, how am I gonna I, do this <laughs>
0: um i taught my I came up with an idea for it years ago where um If I ever ended up in a conversation with myself, I didn't do it with voices. I did it by holding my hand up and then just going Uh like this.
1: Oh, good idea.
0: And everybody liked that. Okay. Um, Because that way I didn't have to focus on switching voices, switching person. All I had to do was really go this character acts this way, this character acts this way, and then just switch that mindset going back and forth.
1: Right. Because we haven't figured out if we're doing just audio, or if we're doing audio and video for when we're playing this, because I know we're going through Discord, so that's also another thing to...
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to record um, with that.
1: Yeah. Well, not just... There's a voice option for Discord, so I'm not sure if we're going to be recording them and then putting them, you know, for everybody to listen yeah. to or if it's just us getting together to game and that, so...
0: Um, we play on Zoom on this game, and it's no okay. video. I miss video, but I play with people who don't have good internet connections, so we have to do audio only. Yeah, mine um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, my, my can be a little dodgy.
0: <laughs> um, so any more nerdy stuff?
1: Um, Other than me trying to slowly go through the Pathfinder Big Finish, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on episode two of, or episode three of the first set, but I'm enjoying what I've been hearing. It's just I've gotten to this point where it's just like, I want to do this, but I want to do that. And then I've been kind of working my way through. Um, Kevin J. Anderson just did a Kickstarter for his zombie PI books. He's going to be putting out another one. So I'm going back and rereading those. So that's kind of <laughs> what I've been doing.
0: I keep seeing pop-ups on my Facebook for Brandon Sanderson's Secret Projects.
1: Yeah, he had done a Kickstarter that had gotten funded and funded big time real quick. And then as a thank you from what I had heard, he went and actually sent and funded some of the other publishing Kickstarters that were going on concurrently. So which is really cool to see other authors helping other authors out.
0: Oh, that's cool. I I still, you know, it's I'm bitter because of Patrick Rothfuss. And- Mhm. Um. Fortunately, I never got into Game of Thrones, or I'd be better about that too.
1: Yeah, got into Game of Thrones. I'm in to Patrick Rothfuss. So I'm just like I'm hoping, you know, pretty soon. But it's just like, well, when it comes out, think, it comes out.
0: I can't think of the author's name, but I've been waiting for um, Monster Hunter Internationals. name.
1: Oh, Larry Correa.
0: Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the last mm-hmm. one. Um Yep. Uh, the um. The Shaga, the, the baby Shaga, mm-hmm. the, the, had to have been the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it was mm-hmm. So great, uh, uh, Mister Trashbags. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, I um I will I will let everyone know that there are there is a lot of controversy over the Monster Hunter National International books because of the um the politics of the mm-hmm. author. But I yep, mean, if you're cool with eh. just reading the book for art's sake, it's it's some fun yeah. stuff. Yep um the yeah i i got i got bombarded for because po- i didn't know about it and i posted a review and got totally flamed for enjoying those books <laughs> yep and i was like mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> right yeah it's like probably still would have read them <laughs>
1: yeah exactly it's just like okay i politics aside if the man can write a good story that's fine it's just i mean it's that it's just that whole other issue you know i mean look at with jk rowling i mean you know trying to make that is just like okay
0: yeah if he would have maybe done (sighs) something that was like bad like really like unquestionably morally bankrupt maybe then Mm -hmm. i would have made a choice but i don't care about his beliefs or politics that doesn't influence what kind of art i read
1: right exactly
0: oh that's that's a good that's a good topic for this episode for awkward is like talking yeah. about canceled people and like how yes. do you, do you still like their work. uh
1: yeah. How do you, how do you make that break? Yeah. It's just like, I mean the job and the jo- whole thing with Joss Whedon. I mean, that's the whole kettle of, well, kettle of fish.
0: That's a good way to lead into our topic. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, How do you feel about complicated political topics on your podcast?
1: We try to skirt around those as much as we can, just because, I mean, all of us get along. We all have different political beliefs, but it's just like this, we're just going to, this is what happened. You make or break, you choose what you want, and we're just, that's it. We're not going to go into that just because, you know, being family friendly and just, you know, it's just like, sometimes it's better left off table.
0: (laughs) We're, I mean, we're not family friendly, but we try to avoid them. Um, Oh yeah. It, it, there have been a few that we talked about beforehand and can, came to a consensus on and wanted to show our support for, but most of the time. Right. Um, or if
1: anything, we'll talk about the thing off mic. And it's like, this is what we're going to say. And then that's it. Um,
0: I think our biggest source of awkwardness is and I'm this is not me throwing someone under the bus because he is Anthony is quite aware that he does it on purpose is he'll <laughs> drop a really political thing into an episode because it's something he cares mm-hmm. about. Um yep. and that leaves me to scramble. Um but <laughs> right. I, I think more and more in most recent episodes I had kind to of just let him do it. And then if mm-hmm. it gets really uncomfortable. I'll either change the subject or edit something, but I don't think I've edited him at all. I don't mm-hmm. think I really have the, I mean, most of, most of what he was talking about last time was Ukraine. And it's like, well, everybody, everybody, kind right. Of, yeah. that Everybody kind of agrees with that. So,
1: right. That, that was, that was, uh, yeah, we're almost, everybody's on the same page with that one. So, yeah.
0: Well, it was like when, when, um, when we were recording during the um the trump election because we were Mm, you know mm -hmm. um i was like i don't think this is topical for us i mean we all know where we all stand on it and Mm -hmm. we're not none of us are going to argue about it but what would it have anything to do with our topic so let's just not
1: right yeah and i
0: think that was the thing that developed the no politics policy the trump administration (laughs) because we had um we had a comic book person on i don't remember the the guest but he brought up ike perlmutter the marvel guy
1: okay okay yeah i think so
0: and he was like i don't support marvel comics because of him and i was like and none of us were prepared and we're all kind of like okay
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: speaking of an awkward moment
1: (laughs) yeah right yeah left field you never sort of thought you would have to ask about political things you know when asking for a guest to
0: come um nerdy shows that handle it pretty well um mr sunday movies they Mm -hmm. when they talk about marvel stuff they bring up ike perlmutter and they have this joke where they show a picture of him and they play a they play like a sinister music thing and they go (laughs) and they go we didn't edit that in that just happens when you show his picture (laughs) I, I like how they handle it because they're not, they're not making fun of him, but they no Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're just, they're talking about it. They're making jokes, but they're not like showing any kind of stance one way or the other, other than right. like critique.
1: He's the elephant. He's the elephant yeah. in the room. So here we go. And now bye-bye.
0: <laughs> He's where the, um, in idea came from.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: it was an awful, awful, awful failure.
1: Yeah. Lockjaw was good though. <laughs> I like Lockjaw.
0: I didn't watch the I didn't watch the thing. I
1: didn't watch the series. It was it was all right. There were glimmers, but it was just like when the five the we as the fangirls had kind of watched it and we had a chat and it's like, yeah, this is probably gonna be a war one and done season it was just i don't know if the people from agents of shield were helping with that too and writing kind of diverged But it was just like "Mm."
0: it seemed like a strange i i read a lot of inhuman stuff in the comics and using the inhumans Mm -hmm. as a way to compete with the x-men seemed like a weird a weird choice yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it seemed like a very strange choice but I, i i did
1: appreciate
0: the slant uh, how Inhumans were treated on Agents of Shield. I like Agents of Shield all the way from beginning to end.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yes.
0: Especially the time travel into the future. I thought that was really cool.
1: Oh yeah, and that's another nerdy thing I have got back into since Agents of Shield and all the Netflix stuff from Marvel dropped on Disney Plus. I've been trying to go back and rewatch some of that too. So, and FYI, there are parental controls that you can set up for that so if you need to limit access oh, you cool. can mhm
0: um i have um i follow elizabeth henstridge on um the one who played gemma i follow her uh-huh. on tiktok and she she posts a lot oh, cool. of pro celebrating agents of shield content
1: yes oh, i would not mind having now that that's moved to disney plus i would not mind having a reunion and another <laughs> you know even if it's just a six episode mini arc story that would be so nice to see the gang back together i miss
0: the end so i'd like to watch the whole thing it it Mm -hmm. surprised me when they said that um thanos didn't happen in that universe and it seemed like they were leaning in that direction when i stopped watching it but i i just stopped watching it because um i think i was watching it on tv and then i didn't have tv or something like that
1: yeah well and then too it was that last season it was kind of tricky it was like one episode here then so many weeks off then a couple here so many weeks off it just got to be the point where like okay when are you going to be on again
0: (laughs) this doesn't have anything to do with awkward moments but i do have to say my favorite thing about agent shield was crossover with captain america oh yes Mm -hmm. i didn't know it was coming i watched captain Mm -hmm. america winter soldier and then i watched agents of shield i had no clue what was going to happen and <laughs> i it blew me away it was mm-hmm. like one of the, it was a better twist than fight club
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah did yep. not see that coming and i didn't see the twist
0: mm-hmm. coming when i saw captain america winter soldier it really surprised me
1: mhm it's like yep they went there
0: <laughs> so uh why okay your turn question
1: awkward uh... <laughs>
0: go now uh,
1: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking this is, um, probably an awkward kind of a moment you know when you join like a chat room for the first time and you know trying to get the lay of the land it was for it was for a podcast that I just listened to where they were recapping and they were giving their reviews on Legends of Ox mocking and all this mm. and they had their stuff for critical role chat and for most current campaign and then you know i put stuff behind spoilers it's like well because it's live you don't have to worry about putting spoilers in if we're watching it (laughs) i mean afterwards we'll for those on friday we'll just whatever comments make it on thursday we'll put them behind spoilers oh okay so that was you know just getting the lay of the land with what's proper procedure instead of hi hello and (laughs) here i am it's like slowly lurk in. So and then oh, I can remember another awkward moment for one of the live watches when we were doing it on rabbit and it was just like I thought the default was mute for my mic. And it's like, uh yeah, Holly, we can hear you. It's like,
0: sorry. It, it's <laughs> that's really funny because you know, it it's it's actually really awkward because I didn't word it correctly and I was asking you to ask me a question.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, there we go. That works. Talk about awkward. <laughs> I'm, so I'm really awkward wondering if my reading? no
0: outline idea was a good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, David and all the other guys aren't here for the, the first time he has an outline and we're not here. Oh yeah,
0: the the, the two <laughs> at least it's a duo episode. I mean that's so much easier yes. than than Mm -hmm. going through the whole crowd. But filling time is harder. Yeah, it is. Um, Would it be better if I asked you another one? Because I could do have another one in the barrel.
1: Oh, sure. Go ahead.
0: And I promise I didn't do any prep. I'm just getting better (laughs) at this. Um, If I didn't forget it already, though. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not going to ask for one. But um, first, characters in um, fiction... That come across as awkward to you? That pop into your head? Like good oh, examples boy. of awkward characters,
1: or good characters examples who
0: experience awkward moments.
1: Um, Xander Harris,
0: and we can go back and forth if I I, I don't have to put you on the spot yeah. and make you think of a bunch. No, yep.
1: Xander Harris, um, butters from Dresden, but a dorkable awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, Willow. Good,
0: good example of a character that the author used awkward to, to bring them into their yes. own later. Willow, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Just her awkward and then her getting back to Cord- Cordelia, and I can't remember if it was Harmony. Oh, yeah, just hit D-E-L. What does D-E-L do? Deliver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. More like delete. <laughs> A devious awkward, but I was like, nice. <laughs> I think I,
0: I would, it's probably because you're here, but I think of the 11th Doctor.
1: Oh, yes. Yes mm-hmm booyah Yes. Never
0: gonna say that again <laughs>
1: nope <sighs> <Yeah. man>. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 i i need these maps jammy do- 12 jammy dodgers and a fez <laughs>
0: um oh um brian um mm-hmm. um i got his son's name is escaping brian um rory's father R- brian
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And Rory himself. I, I think that whole... Oh, yeah. That whole um thing was supposed to be putting awkward characters up against Amy Pond.
1: Yes. And then creating
0: yeah. humor by having her react to the awkwardness.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm.
0: it's my favorite. My favorite series mm. is, was the... Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. But I
0: have been learning to enjoy Tenet. Oh, good. I never hated him. I just it, no i was so attached to christopher and it was always so hard to get attached to yeah
1: i and to everybody in new who do not skip nine do not go right to david Tennant. you're doing yourself a disservice yeah you need go to christopher up sort of like the yes.
0: if you think of the the russell tv series as the whole collection of series as acts in a story mm-hmm. yeah um, the ninth doctor is act one
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: And then there's then there's two more acts in The Tenant where he kind of goes from the doctor to the Dr. Victorious.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Now, have I had a chance to ask you, what do you think about RTD coming back I'm after excited. Jody's run?
0: I'm excited. I think it's good. I, I, I mean, yep. I, I, I'm sure that there are many, many reasons that are getting argued about. But I mean, I think mm-hmm. whatever those reasons are, I think it's a good thing. I, I think. Oh yeah, I'm. I think the show needs to be saved in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's gonna undo a lot of the social change on the show. I mean, he's always been very, very heavy with right. the social change and social commentary. Yeah. Just it. I just found it so much funny that people were talking about Jodie Whittaker being the first time Doctor Who got woke, and it's like
1: what? That's. I... <laughs> Have you been watching the same show for the past however many years? <laughs> yeah. The, um,
0: but I, I have to say, Doctor Who Flux was my favorite thing ever. I think oh, it was yes! Absolutely incredible. And yes. It, it kind of, for me, redeemed the controversy over the the final episode of the season prior. Yes, I didn't it sure a, did. I didn't have a problem with the Ratcon. I I mean, stuff like that has been Doctor Who has always done like. Oh, and now there's an evil version of the Doctor from the future. So right, exactly. saying that yeah. the Doctor is the origin of the Time Lords just is like, oh, that's an opportunity to have more stories that they exactly that. they needed to do something mm-hmm. because they needed to have more stories that were new. Right. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. I um I did kind of expect it to end up being a master lie, but yeah, apparently it was not.
1: <laughs> no, and I do hope um, Dan sticks around for a few more episodes after because I really liked him.
0: I liked him too. Um, What do you think of the, oh, speaking of awkward moments, what do you think of the, um, them pulling a Martha Jones with Yaz because she has feelings now?
1: (laughs) That was, it was just like, okay. All right. I guess, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. I'll take it for whatever it is. It's like, we've been down this road before and we've seen what's happened (laughs) i so i don't don't know
0: i I kind of wonder what they're gonna do (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i do, do too it's just like i just hope that they come up with something new i don't want her to just leave
1: yeah right yeah exactly
0: but and i hope they don't do the thing that the doctor hasn't gotten over rose yet because that's also been done
1: yes yes yeah
0: they haven't done it before but i don't I don't. I. I also hope they don't do the doctor realizes they have feelings too, and then they kill Yaz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's hope they don't go down that one.
0: yeah, you know, we have specials coming up, and they kill people in specials.
1: Oh, I know. Yes.
0: Um. Oh God, awkward. I can't. I. That was my question. Oh man, mm-hmm. sample questions come in handy.
1: Yes. Um. Let's see.
0: Uh, I was going to wait until the bonus episode to share this, listeners, but I I said I didn't have an outline. The brilliant idea was we're talking about awkwardness, so let's enhance the awkwardness of the episode by not having an outline where we have sample questions, and this shows how important sample questions for a specific topic are.
1: Um, Let's see. Question for you. Um, An episode that you watched that was awkward for you, but everybody else just seemed to love and didn't have any oh, I'm problems sure I with can come
0: up with something um for some reason supernatural popped into my head um oldest episode that was awkward for me but that everybody loved um parts of the fan fiction episode okay parts of it Um mm-hmm. and probably not the parts you're thinking of um the a lot of the the acting in the beginning of the play what I mm-hmm. It was awkward for me because it was intensely cringe for me. And other people thought mm-hmm. it was an accurate portrayal of like a high school pr- production. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Cause then it's like, I've seen some high school productions and yeah, they don't know you're stereotyping I, I, just a little bit differently than seen what, what be happens dark.
0: at a high school production. If the drama teacher gets sick, And they go on their own until they get a sub, which was pretty accurate. Right. You know, with people quitting and getting mad at other kids and stuff like that. Um, That popped into my head. Um, You know, The Office is a good example, because I I do want to give it another try. But everybody Mm -hmm. talked about how great The Office was, and I couldn't get past the cringe humor. But I've since watched video essays on The Office, and I found out it's because the first season's not very good.
1: Okay, because I'm kind of in the same boat. I've never really watched The Office. I've seen stuff here and there, so I just might have to sit down and pick an episode and yeah. see if it I goes kind of for me.
0: I'll like it because I've liked everything else that uh, is what Mike Shear, the production person, uh, has done. Like I liked The Good Place, and I liked oh, yeah, exactly. Parks and Recreation. But the first season, of, uh, I didn't mind the first season of Parks and Recreation, but the show does get better after it. I didn't think it was terrible, but the show, the show didn't really know what it was until the second season. Okay. But I've like, I've heard that the first season of The Office tries to duplicate the British show and it didn't Uh, work for American audiences because everybody just hated the Michael Scott character. So they came up with a idea where they would make Michael Scott 10% more likable every season. Okay. By having him do things that were nice and stuff like that, and and then at the end of the show, everybody was super. Well, not the end of the show, but when the character left, everybody celebrated it because it had become you know sort of like taking a character that was unfortunately written very unlikable and turning them into a redemption arc. Mm Hmm. Um. I did find out that a lot of the 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 awkwardness of The Office comes from. Before every episode of the first season, the actors worked in the office for 30 minutes huh. because they wanted the actors to be familiar with the office as if they've been working there for years. So they would know where the stapler on their desk is and they didn't have to think for a second before grabbing the phone. It looked more natural. And so they oh, okay. literally just did fake work in the office for 30 minutes be- and they filmed it and they used okay. a lot of that for like B-roll.
1: Oh, interesting and smart.
0: And some of it's in the intro video. Oh, cool. Which I, another fact is that intro video was um, filmed by um, Jim. Name to me right now. in <laughs> <clears throat> it, the, the Quiet Place guy. Um, <sighs> why am I not thinking of it? Me either. Yeah. So it, I can. Everyone wants. To I can play picture him, him to everyone. Everyone wants him to play um, Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski. Um, okay. Yeah. He went to, when he was going to be on the show, he went to Scranton and filmed a little video and uh, they used that for the intro. And it was just him going there and like videoing from his car and like going, okay, here's the town. I mean, they didn't film there, but he wanted to go there and kind of get to know the town if they were going to have a, have a show base there. Mm -hmm. It was kind of neat.
1: All right.
0: What, um, what have you, that was, um awkward for other people but you liked it.
1: Oh boy. Um I the one that's kind of coming to mind is a Buffy episode and it's the Double Meat Palace one.
0: Oh, I love that episode.
1: That one I I I got the kick out of it, you know, with the punchline and all that and everybody's just like you actually enjoyed that one. I'm like. Yeah, I my my
0: favorite thing about that episode is the monster was the Karen the whole time. The monster was the yeah the the, exactly. the poor customer.
1: hmm Yeah, that one I enjoyed.
0: The secret ingredient is meat because uh-huh. they the, the it was vegetarian burgers that they added meat for flavor.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just it's a reverse play on the soylent green as people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think. Because she was getting like increasingly paranoid and like crazy throughout the episode because of the monster. Mm-hmm. Was that what was going on? I, I, I remember the double meat episode. Wasn't that the no? Wasn't that the? It's later. I, I keep on thinking of the Spike and Buffy on the in the double and in the alley behind the B- double meat palace. But that wasn't in that. that
1: episode. I think that's a, I don't think so. That might have been the episode before or after. It's I, been a while. Yeah. Um.
0: The whole thing with her having to deal with not having any support after coming back from the dead. Oh, yeah. I liked it. It, Yeah, but other Mm -hmm. people didn't. It was... Yeah. Oh, hold on. Okay. Wait, no, no. I'm going to stay on the show. I'm just... There is a squirrel playing (laughs) on my swing. We have a swing hanging from the tree in the front yard. Oh, cool. Imagine it's a plank of wood with ropes, like a normal, like um, the people who lived here before set the swing up as like a staging thing. Uh I looked out the window in the corner of my eye and I saw the swing moving. So I stood up and (laughs) so the ropes go through the board and hang underneath and the squirrel was holding onto the ropes and swinging back and forth. (laughs) Oh, wow cool oh that that is the neatest thing that has ever happened while recording
1: nice now we need to set up an outdoor cam yeah
0: we have a ring you know it it doesn't point in that direction we're we're you know we were always talking about um setting up a camera over by the garage but now a wildlife camera pointing out there sounds like a neat idea because we always have squirrels in our front yard the swing is still moving yeah, it's still playing. It's still playing.
1: How come is that giving me any food? Dang it! Oh, that's so much fun. We we have a a
0: bird feeder with a baffle in the backyard, but the squirrels don't mess with it because the they oh, learn yeah. to stay out of the backyard because of dogs.
1: Oh sure, yeah. Yep. Um, well, if you put bird feeders out front, Vaseline. Well, <laughs> works. Messy when coming to change the bird feeders, but. Yeah, it works. I don't
0: know about you, but that's I think that's now my favorite tangent I've gone off of in an episode where yes. oh, there's a squirrel playing on the swing squirrel. in the front yard. So uh, <laughs> to answer the same question, um something that was awkward that I liked. Um oh, you know, our crowd probably doesn't think that's as awkward, but I like Faulty Towers. Oh, I yeah. like um um the um have you ever seen The State?
1: Yes yeah that's with peter capaldi correct
0: no 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 that's a different show that's the british one okay Uh, no i'm getting
1: i'm getting some of them may get confused
0: i wish i knew actors names but oh i can i can make a reference that'll help you understand it so the state was a comedy show on mtv in the 90s and they were like a cutting edge kind of rebellious kind of comedy show they that crew of people,
1: okay, together now I'm...
0: it's the same people that did um Reno 911.
1: Okay, yep, now I know, yeah. now I know which one you're talking about. Yep. Um, nice.
0: but I liked that. What's funny is I think Reno, Reno 911 is too awkward, and other I agree. find it hilarious. And I,
1: I yes, I, yeah. I find I'm right there with you. It's just, and uh, nope.
0: <sighs> oh, you know, I did some prep for this episode i wasn't going to share until the patreon but actually applies to this question um nathan for you is a show Mm -hmm. the entire show is based on awkwardness and um i think it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life the premise is um nathan filder is a business expert and business consultant and he goes to business and comes up with the insane crazy ways for them to save their business that's failing And it's a reality show done by Comedy Central. And they have done this in a way where the business believes that he really is a consultant. He comes up with these crazy loophole ideas to save their business. And they really do this. It's... um, One of the examples was a bar was failing and the owner said the reason why the bar was failing is because of the no smoking law. And he comes up with the idea to... A loophole in the law is that it's illegal to smoke in a bar, but it's not illegal to smoke if you're in a play. So he promotes the bar as a theatrical event and has people sitting in um, chairs watching the bar as if it's a play. <laughs> and at the and after they do it, the people who are watching reviewed it and said, "I found it to be very interesting and and I really enjoyed it." It was like a slice of life. Well, the show, what the show tends to do is he'll come up with an idea like this, and then he'll take the idea further as like to further the prank on the Mm -hmm. people. He took the, he created a transcript of the conversation of the people in the bar and then cast actors to play those people and then produced it as a play. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, another episode, they took a coffee shop that was failing and used parody law to, um, push the, to ha- open the coffee shop and rebrand the coffee shop as dumb Starbucks. <laughs> and because they called it dumb Starbucks, it was legal. Oh, wow. And they didn't get sued, but they did get shut down for, um, not having the right health license. And uh, it has been proven that Starbucks. Were-
1: oh, they didn't <laughs> sue S- them. surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting stuff The I uh, I like the crazy idea but the um the awkwardness in the show is that there I think it's twofold for me one the character that Nathan Fielder portrays is extremely awkward I mean and he never breaks um and then number two is the whole idea that these are people that actually own a business and they're really going through this right but if you think of it they signed a release and they're on TV and right. it wouldn't be on TV if they didn't find out about the prank later and they still let it mm-hmm. go on TV. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nathan, for you, it it's a I like that whole social experiment aspect. I, I love watching that kind of thing. And but it, it can be it can be one of the cringiest things to watch, but I enjoy it. Hmm. I, I, I highly recommend just checking a clip on you of Nathan okay. for you at some point, because there are there are. Ridiculous things. Okay. Um. Oh, your your turn.
1: <laughs> um. Let's see. Um. Kind of an awkward moment when there was a fandom that you weren't quite ready to admit you were a fan of slips out.
0: Oh, I don't think that. I mean, maybe when I was in high school, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I kind of wear my nerddom on my sleeve. I um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's there's anything. Um, okay. I mean, heck, I think when in my first real job, because I had a few before that, but my first job that I consider my real job, um, I was in a martial arts class and got published in a newspaper, and okay. I hadn't told anybody, and I was terrified of what people were gonna think, and everybody thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that I was doing that. So it was. Yeah. That was the martial arts class where I met Mikey, but it was, it was cool. It was, yeah. And I think after that, I stopped really worrying about people knowing the stuff I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like having a few things that people don't know that when they find out it's a big surprise, like, like being able to juggle is a nice one. Mm -hmm. I always whip it out when someone else juggles because, um, Unless they're a professional juggler, I probably juggle better than they do. So it's fun to just. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm excited to get humbled when I go to the Portland juggling. I was supposed to do that um, last Friday, but I had to go on an unexpected trip for a family emergency. But um, next Friday I should be going. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, I speaking of fandoms that can get awkward, I would like to share an awk. Au- of uh, awkward situations that you're very aware of because you were there. Um, and I think I retaliated by creating awkward situations for other people. Um, mm-hmm. So Holly and I met in the Supernatural Live Watch. And yep, um, there was one other guy who was kind of in and out rarely. But most of the time I was the only guy because I set it up. I thought it would be a fun thing to do. Right. And I have to say... Um, I I was welcomed in by these girls with open arms and they did not think oh, yes. that I was a guy and they had nope. no trouble sharing all the stuff they shared and it got hard for me sometimes um I I don't think of myself as homophobic but I do have to say that getting bombarded with all the gay fan art over and over and over again was hard for me to be okay with i i mean i wasn't offended but boy that was awkward just i mean there would be naked stuff all the time <laughs> it wasn't go on both
1: sprees i
0: i have to say it wasn't gross for me it wasn't offensive to no. me it was just what's the best word it was beyond overloading the, beyond the social conventions that i normally expect people to behave in and i think it yeah i mean is that i mean did it get worse when i wasn't there
1: no no there would it would it would die down and then there sometimes it would be just like there'd be, there'd be a spree and then it would die down and the spree and die down so it wasn't you know it wasn't always continual
0: so so some of my retaliations were posting um the picture of the fingernail getting pulled out, I mean, that mm-hmm. was one I did. That was an awkward moment that I created on purpose. It's, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm a little sadistic. I like hearing people scream and yell at me for some reason. Maybe I'm a little masochistic. <laughs> um, the, I think the ultimate retaliation was when I read that really, really graphic novel on the 24 hour readathon. <laughs> because Just hearing someone yell, Nope! And disconnect was...
1: Yeah, you didn't make it right you didn't No, uh, no or i had or i had connectivity issues but i did hear about it
0: uh, yeah I, I i waited until late hour i think the only person um that and I, I let's see can i i i'll use first names i think first names are probably no i won't I, i'll use initials because that'll be a way that if someone mm-hmm. is listening they'll know who they are but it'll give any way i think a h the only one who stayed at the end and then people I think started you might have been coming back. And she was like, that was that was crazy. But it was actually pretty good. And, and, and she applauded <laughs> because she was like, I can't believe you got through the whole thing. <laughs> but just watching people just disconnect one at a time. And nobody said you shouldn't have done that. Nobody did no. that. Nobody said that they were just like, I couldn't handle it. So I left. My and-
1: comfort level was... Reaching a max, so I'm leaving, yeah. and I'll come back later. <laughs>
0: and I gave everyone a really strong warning. I didn't blind them, side them with it. I said, this is going to be right. more graphic than anything you could ever imagine. And there were people that were like, have you seen what we share here? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've um, been warned. <laughs> so, yeah, you've if you haven't heard the story on the show before, because we brought it up before, I read Guts by Chuck Palahniuk, which is mm-hmm. a story that when he did public readings across the country at most of the readings he did people fainted Mm -hmm. um so yeah and i apparently can read something like that with a straight face through the whole thing with inflection and get through it I, Mm -hmm. i i think there was a joy there was there was a bit of a sadistic feeling of making people go through it, but I I, I made. I wanted to make sure, I did have a little bit of a fear of offending anyone, so I let people know that this is extremely graphic content, if you want to go anytime, go, but the, the mm-hmm. someone yelling nope and just disconnecting <laughs> was one of the funniest things, mm-hmm. and I think they left before it got really, really intense because it gets really intense but i was no two people stayed i just don't remember who the other one was but i have to say i can't. i'm very proud of those two i wish it was Mm -hmm. recorded so i could i could yeah i could put it on patreon or something Mm
1: -hmm. maybe
0: i will no i'm not going to record it i'm not i don't want there to be a recording (laughs) of me reading it uh (laughs) (laughs) no um so yeah if you're interested in How horrible the thing I'm talking about is. You can read Guts by Chuck Palahniuk for free on the internet. It's also part of the haunted anthology of equally disturbing stories. Um, But I I just give you the disclaimer here. No matter who you are, the story Guts is extremely disturbing for multiple levels. Body horror, um, uh, sexual content, etc. It's a brutal story. Yeah, it's really, really, really hard to listen to. Or mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, we're talking Stephen King to the nth level, if not. Yeah, I, yeah worse. I I would think
0: probably worse. I, I mean, oh, awkward! That one scene at the end of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I have to say, I have never felt more uncomfortable reading anything. Uh-huh. Um. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I probably have to like summarize it. Um what' what's the best way to say it is like that scene at the end of it spoilers everyone for ha- who anyone who hasn't read the 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 book from when I was a kid um uh, the kids have sex with each other at the end of that book, <laughs> yep, you tell mm-hmm. people that and they're like, how did he do that like how would that even work? like people don't believe people when they say that
1: right, yeah, I could you know, I see it some middle I, I i am and you know and, and knowing that book and seeing some middle schoolers. Walking with it, I'm just like, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna. I know gonna...
0: people ah. who have read it and don't remember that part. Oh wow. Yeah, I know people who have read it and don't remember that part. So and maybe, maybe I don't know if it's traumatic or, you know, some people when they read they miss parts. I, I know I've missed mm-hmm. parts in books. Like talking about Dresden books, some people will say, "What do you think about that scene?" And I'll be like, "I don't remember," and then I'll read the book again and go, "Oh, I don't remember oh. that happening." <laughs> yeah. 'Cause you you sometimes get distracted when you're reading or listening to a book.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Um uh, that yeah, I the being in that club of girls that were not afraid to share anything and right. didn't care that I was the only male and actually got a little pleasure of making me turn red. <laughs> that was that mm-hmm. was that was an experience. And um to and present company accepted I have close friendships because of that experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a cool thing. Yep. I just, it it's not what I signed up for. I didn't expect that. I, I was like, I'm going to set up a live watch. I kind of knew that most of the people in the group were women. I just, I didn't expect there to be this like girl attitude of the group. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being around a group of girls who don't care that I'm a guy and just talk as if I'm not there or mm-hmm. include me as a girl like they ask me the same questions i'll be like i think this might be too much of a question for me to answer <laughs> one of the
1: best well that shows how comfortable life. it just shows how comfortable we were with yeah. with you and it's like hey boom
0: yeah i i i i have to say i yeah, the, I, I don't think I've ever said it out loud before, but the awkwardness is probably why I did some of my really, like, mean, disruptive things in that group, is because it was me trying to break that awkward feeling of, you know, being sent Wincess <laughs> artwork mm-hmm. or or Destiel artwork. And I think, you know, for me, it was like, I would see Destiel art, be like, oh, somebody did a Destiel artwork. And then I'd here's a lot of it, and then... Oh, was someone sent a video of deepfake porn? I was like, "This is a oh, lot, guys." Too <laughs> much. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I love you, Supernatural Live Watch Group. You were you were awesome. I I have to say, it's some of the most awkward experiences in my life. And now you know why I could be so mean on that on that <laughs> chat. I, I I The other thing I really liked to do was when um everyone was talking about the show at the end i would post thirst trap photos in the chat
1: mm-hmm. which
0: were really fun i i liked doing that
1: yep well then handing handing over the remote and like oh let's watch this let's watch that <laughs> spin the
0: wheel <laughs> oh that was fun i mm-hmm. i i think I did that until i got that job in california mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. it stopped when I moved or yeah, but that was a fun I
1: think it did cuz we were going to but then something came up and then never got yeah. back and I I don't think the place that we used to hang out is even available anymore to do that. Yeah, so that rabbit I wouldn't mind something
0: else. but there's yeah. lots of services that you can do it with now.
1: I wouldn't mind having a get together one of these.
0: <laughs> I mean, technically you Nights can do it again. on Zoom. You can do it on Zoom. Mm-hmm
1: hmm cool
0: i don't know how legal that is but you can
1: (laughs) right yeah password it and i think we'd be okay
0: (laughs) yeah um so what what makes a moment awkward like is it is it anxiety or is it is it a an unexpected breach of a social contract is there just is it a culture thing like what makes a moment awkward
1: It could be a combination of all of those or just or you say something and you're not the reaction that you get from that person isn't what you were going to expect. And that turns it awkward.
0: I think sometimes if someone doesn't compromise for a group, like if they come up with some ridiculous problem in the middle of a conversation and they refuse to just compromise for the sake of the group, that can create a situation really (laughs) awkward. You know, like if... um. Like if someone makes, someone says something that's like a false fact, and then all of a sudden someone else just starts fact checking that person in the middle of a of a nice dinner out or something like that. That can create an mm-hmm. awkward situations.
1: Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. The, the, the combination thing. I I I have to say some of the most awkward moments I've ever had were at convention
1: because mm-hmm.
0: you have a whole bunch of people that you've never met before. With the same anxieties and same shy feelings, and then also some of the most celebrated social moments have been at cons. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that the reason why um, nerds like activities that can be shared? Because if you're focusing on the activity, you don't have that awkward. You're you're not in reality and having that awkward moment.
1: I think so, and two, I think the comfort level. Too, it's just like we all enjoy the same thing. So if we're together and our emotions get the better of us, we aren't going to judge you because we're probably feeling the exact same thing. And it's something that we can celebrate. In
0: I think at cons, a lot of my experiences have been with people who they they usually happen. The awkward experiences tend to happen on like the last day of the con. Any theories as to why
1: uh everybody's tired and they want to yep. go home and State
0: deprivation <laughs> yep i think it's sort of like everyone's sort of right at the end of their fuse but they're kind of pushing it out and they're they're all like right there at the last minute mm-hmm. <clears throat> as someone who's done con coordination and organization i mean There were people who looked at me and the other organizers like these people who said it all out and we were really good at it and they were happy that we were there and all this stuff. And it's like behind the scenes, some of the people who were organizing would have screaming matches with each other.
1: (laughs) If you only knew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh, have you gotten to get back into the calm life at all?
1: (gasps) Uh, no, D- with travel, it's kind of tough, because where I'm at, trying to find a con that's locally adjacent, and then with having a second job, sometimes trying to make sure to ask off and get there, I would love to go to a con, so it's that's, in the works, I'm not going to say no, I'm just waiting for the right one. There's,
0: there's a lot of good ones in your area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but have you made it to, I, I wanted to tell you, um um Anna was at Gary Con I saw that not that far away from you and and I'm no I'm talking about Anna Meyer
1: I saw that because that was last weekend wasn't it yeah because I had family plans that on Saturday and Sunday so I couldn't uh, the family plans came up and I because I wanted to go because Rachel our main gal is in Indy and she was at Gary Con as well and it was been nice to meet up again she had she did come up to meet me a couple summers ago in We're, Wisconsin. So, our group dream is for us to all get together at a con. I'm in Wisconsin, one of us is in Indiana, one of us is in the New Jersey area, another's in Utah. So, oh, wow, yeah, so time zones, and
0: <laughs> so that's like one gaming, of our bucket lists. My entire gaming group is in Canada on the east side,
1: okay. okay
0: so on game days i have to go home from work early so i literally got permission to leave work early every other monday and then work late (laughs) nice of the week um nice oh but i'm so happy it's nice to have a group
1: oh yeah the yep
0: what's the what do what okay what what are some examples of things you have done in an awkward moment to diffuse the situation to make yourself feel
1: how do try you,
0: to do you, do you leave? <laughs> do you do you, do you say? Do you make jokes? What what's your? What I your try to, to I
1: try to make a joke, or I try to laugh. And it's like, oh yeah, that was a little bit awkward. I or that came out the wrong way. It was more meant like this. Yeah. To put everybody out all set ease. It's like yeah, that
0: that happens. I think the most awkward thing I do that I try that I I've actually brought up at work and other people too i'll have small talk with and when the small talk starts to fizzle or get awkward i'll just go all right and i'll just leave and and i've had people i've had people call me out on it before because i do it on the phone too like i'll go all right and then just hang up the phone (laughs) (laughs) all right what (laughs) yeah all right, you have a good one. Click. I, and I. Click. Heather, Heather has told me I do it. I didn't notice I did it for like the longest time. Like Heather's done it. Some of my friends have told me that they're like, you don't say goodbye when you hang up the phone. And I'm like, yeah, I do. No.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, I think it's because sometimes saying goodbye is like the most awkward thing ever because you just go, okay, oh, right, bye, hang up. And I always like right. yeah. people do that to me. So I just go... All right, I gotta get going, so I'll catch you. lit click. And- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been guilty of when the when a phone vend when someone I'm on the phone with for work, like if I'm calling like a vendor or something, I'll have mm-hmm. my customer service voice on the whole time, and then when the conversation is over, I'll just hang up the phone. I've done that many times, and I if I catch myself doing it, I'm like that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes in my head, it's just like, well, I don't work with them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a business transaction. We're done. <laughs> I,
0: I'll, th- my favorite is when they go, um, do you mind taking a few seconds to take the survey? Yeah, sure. But
1: <laughs> sure. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, good. Survey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Yeah
0: all right now this is the part of the podcast where we're just sitting awkward silence for 10 minutes
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh oh, i can i can remember there was an uh, qu- kind of an awkward moment where there was a song was playing and all of a sudden i start cheering up and they're just like you okay i'm just like yeah it's like well, why are you crying it's like i'm it's like these are happy tears these are bringing back you know some memories and you know, my emotions got the better of me. So, you know, I'm enjoying the music, but I'm crying at the same time. It's like, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm okay. <laughs> and sometimes I never know what song it's going to be. I mean, it was just, you know, anything from End of the Line and to Your Love by Outfield. All of a sudden, I started tearing up. But that was one of my dad's favorite songs. So there was that memory. You know, and it's like thinking about him and knowing that, you know, it was, you know, happy times because I can remember I was in first grade and Outfield actually came to. Oh, cool. Came to a, uni- came to a university. My parents took me to see it. They opened for Jefferson Starship with Grace Slick. And I, c- and we were in the quant. This is at Stevens Point. We had nosebleed seats, but we could see the back of the stage outfield was loud but we could see the everybody from starship lining up to go on stage we could see grace slick and my dad yelled give him harold gracie i mean because this everything i kind of quieted down grace slick heard him and you could see her fist go up in the (laughs) air which was kind which was cool so i mean you know some sometimes you know that those awkward moments though aren't i don't think this kind of awkward you know it's like yeah i mean if i tear up at a song it's not because I'm sad, it's because it's happy memories and, you know, sometimes it's hard to talk about it. So the tears start to come, but it's, I, you know, it's I something that the, music moves you.
0: If it happens to me when I'm by myself, I get that brief feeling of, I'm glad no one saw that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. But there
1: is one mm-hmm. I tell
0: people about that actually did, that I I think is an awesome thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I must have had something... Held back fox. I don't cry often. Um, I it I'm not entirely sure why. I've done a little research about it, and it might be like an ADHD thing or something like that. Mm. Um, but I was watching Futurama. Okay. It was an episode in one of the later seasons where Bender finds out he doesn't have a backup unit, and mm. Hermes was the diplomat that gave him the seal of approval. Okay. And um bender's like how come he didn't give me the seal why did he give me a seal approval if i don't have backup unit i'm gonna die and it's all his fault Well, at the end of the episode they show this like whole thing where he's like a baby and hermes is like he can't he can't like not give him the seal because he doesn't want to see him die like he wants to see him Mm -hmm. continue on he doesn't want to see him scrapped i burst into ridiculous Mm -hmm. tears and i was like this isn't, this is good. This isn't that good. Why am I crying so hard? <laughs> and, right. like, and I was laugh crying and crying, and I was like,
1: it mm-hmm. was like, it was like, it was like something super touched yeah, but you, but moment, yeah, right. You something touched, but you just don't know quite what, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It was, I mean, heck, the, the first five minutes of Up didn't do that to me.
1: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah because that those five minutes of up depending yeah you can start mm. um
0: incanto hit me a little bit
1: oh yes movie. yeah Mhm. oh yeah yep
0: um i do oh here's a good one and this is this isn't really political this is talking about people stupid right um seeing red mm-hmm. is it being red what is it seeing red
1: seeing red seeing red yeah Mm -hmm.
0: People getting upset about that movie because there's a period in it. Because it's a metaphor for a period. And people talking about how gross and disgusting (laughs) that is. And I think that has to do with the person who's getting upset and not the movie.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's the person. It's not the... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's this whole thing where people... All right, so I will to give a little light spoiler. So she turns into a red panda. There is a vague metaphor that it has to do periods, but it's right. also like growing up in puberty. Enough. It's not exactly specifically that the panda represents her period. It's just the right. panda exactly. is a metaphor for her growing up. Exactly. And there is a whole thing in the movie where they need to raise money to go to a concert. They find that the other kids in the school find out about the panda and they all want to meet the panda, play with the panda and take pictures with the panda. There is a group of people who has said that that means that she's selling nudes. And it's like, no, what? because in no. the movie, there's magic and she turns into a red panda. Yes, that is a red. That is a metaphor. But in the premise of the movie, she's actually changing into a panda. Right. The story device is a metaphor for growing up. And puberty and periods yes. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not... That's not how metaphors work. A metaphor doesn't mean that the panda is a period and she's sh- selling nudes. That's not what they're yeah. saying. No. She's getting money to show that she's a magical panda and she's cuddly and they love her. Right. It's, it's not that. Why would you think that? Mm-hmm. I think the awkwardness for me is that that whole, like, why are you so stupid? feeling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's a good thing yeah we i mean hell we had we had four years of that are you
1: reading too you're reading too far into this
0: (laughs) i or or not enough or not really understanding how stories work and exactly yes i maybe there was a little bit of outrage that like it's i'm a parent and i should get to decide how to teach my kids about stuff and you shouldn't make movies about it and it's like Mm -hmm. do you your kids are probably learning stuff you don't want them to learn from things they shouldn't be watching.
1: <laughs> right, yes. I mean, those with technology who know how to go in and fix settings and you're handing them the phone to fix, here, I did something. I don't know what to do. Here, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's my... I, I, I
0: did want to bring that up because it's like, that's one of the most awkward feelings I've been feeling lately is this, like, mm-hmm. f- feeling of, like, disgust for how people mm-hmm. could be so... For lack of a better word.
1: Just... It, and it burns and it boggles ignorant the mind. Ignorant is
0: probably a better word. Ignorant. <laughs> I,
1: is a yes, much more ignorant, of a yes. Word because I'm yes. sure that
0: there are plenty of intelligent people who have ignorant. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was a cute movie. I thought the story was more yes. for kids. I thought the more story was more yeah. for kids than it was for me, but I thought it was a cute movie. I had fun watching it. Yeah,
1: it, it was enjoyable. Yeah,
0: especially at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good, good, good movie. Um, mm hmm. Um, movies that don't have any awkwardness, um, I don't think there are any, are there? I mean, even Star <laughs> Wars had Robot, Laurel, and Hardy at the beginning of the movie.
1: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I still think Jar Jar got a bad rap. I think Jar Jar was funny.
1: Oh, I, I enjoyed Jar Jar. Yeah, I enjoyed him.
0: I don't know. It, it was too silly, too fast.
1: I think, yeah.
0: yeah uh, R2 and C-3PO were subdued, but... It was too mm-hmm. silly. To,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was very over the top for Star Wars. I I mean I thought uh, it would have been perfectly acceptable if he ended up being some kind of Sith and they pulled a Yoda. Oh I.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we we'll uh, to see. I have to say what maybe I. Maybe they're maybe saw, they're holding. Maybe they're holding out for Kenobi.
0: <laughs> when I first I saw Empire do. Strikes Back, when Yoda first mm-hmm. showed up. I started to be like, what the hell is going on? Like, I had a feeling of, this is stupid. Like, when Yoda first showed up, mm-hmm. I was like, why is there a little trickster monster Muppet talking to Luke? And then when right. he ended up being Yoda, I thought that was really cool. So I I think if Jar Jar was Twist a bad guy, it would have been a good twist. I wonder if oh, yeah. George Lucas really, thought, really was thinking that. Because there are clues that maybe he might have been
1: uh yeah i think it's it's possible it's hard to say because i've seen a couple of those youtube clips where it's like uh yeah jar jar's a... uh <laughs> well they have those a little evil mastermind they
0: have those clips of george lucas saying jar like early on before he dialed jar jar back when he said jar jar is going to be the key to the whole thing mm-hmm. jar Jar's the most important character uh-huh. it it was uh, it, but then the the anti-jar jar stuff came and he probably changed it i wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised Right. So yeah, we are we are out of time for topic, but um do you um do you have anything to promote?
1: Um just the podcast five ish fangirls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and our website, the dot com, and you can find me personally at Holly underscore seventy nine on Instagram and Twitter. Oh well so I my my
0: autocomplete, I typed I typed in Fivish Fangirls Podcast and it um auto-corrected it to finish Fangirls Podcast. <laughs> no, we aren't from Finland. There's your the, your Scandinavian <laughs> spinoff.
1: There yes.
0: Well um I have enjoyed our talk about awkward stuff. We're gonna continue yes. to do our last awkward episode of our bonus episode where you can find on patreon.com slash radio. We're gonna talk about behind this this episode and um also shake off the awkwardness of not having any plan whatsoever which i hope you know every time i feel nervous about the outcome of an episode i listen to it later and go oh it's good so we'll mm-hmm. see <laughs> uh yeah thank you so much for being here holly
1: oh you're welcome i'm glad i i'm glad i saw the patreon post and like hey i'm free
0: <laughs> this has been Nerd Podcast Radio, I'm Super big and joined by Holly Mack. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say goodbye, Holly. Something will happen.
1: Bye! Cut All yourself right. off. <laughs>
0: I am you.